Come on, Radiate Church, make some noise this morning. Come on, we're going to get rolling different today. I need to hear some noise in the room today. We need to act like we're alive in the house. Come on, y'all about to see me go viral right on stage today. It's about to happen. You know, uh, here's what I know about God. First of all, we just had an incredible time of worship with Radiate Church, right? And uh, can we give it up for, for Radiate Worship in the in the room today, man? You guys, what what a great couple of new songs and and all. And and here's why we sing that. We sing that to declare, right? We sing that to declare how good God is and who He is. But can I tell you why else we sing that? Because it. It allows us to understand why we get to enjoy the life that we get to live, right? Why we get to enjoy the life that we get to smile through and we get to experience and why we get to ride around on hoverboards on stage because there's honey in the rock. I don't care. Here's what I want you to know. I don't care what you've been through today. I don't care if you're staring at a rock. There's honey in the rock through God. I'm just telling you right now. There's something there. There's an amazing thing in our lives that happens. And it, and it happens the older we get. See, we live in an era right now where endless fun is at our fingertips. Have you ever thought about that? Like, if you pull your phone out, you can download any game you want to play and play it instantly while I'm preaching. Please don't do that. That would not make me feel very good, right? Not only that, man, you got endless fun on the computer. You got an Xbox or a PlayStation that is a computer that you can play video games on. You know what I'm saying? You got iPads at your disposal. It's not just for information, but fun, too. We have endless moments of fun. We have, we have sports that used to be reserved only for professionals that now you and I can play. We can go downtown and throw an axe at a piece of plywood. And if you don't think that's fun, I don't know what to tell you. Like, there's so many things. You got hoverboards. Hoverboards. And if you've never been on a hoverboard, first of all, I don't suggest it. Second of all, it's a lot of fun if you can get the hang of it. I've about broke my back 15 times trying to do this. But the truth is, is don't we have endless fun at our fingertips now? Don't we live in an era to where we should probably be having way more fun than not? But isn't it true the older we get, the less fun we, send, we tend to have? Come on, y'all are acting like you're not having fun this morning. I, it looks like we've been sucking on lemons in this auditorium this morning. I don't know about you, but I serve a God where there's honey in the rock. I serve a God that is there no matter what. Why should I look downtrodden? Why should I look this depressed all the time? I got a lot to be joyful about. I got a lot to have fun about. The older we get, the more fun we tend to let slip by. The less fun we tend to have. In fact, here's some statistics. Only 28% of Americans, 28%, less than a third of Americans say that they handle their stress well. Less than a third. Here's, here's another statistic for you. 73% of Americans say that they see physical side effects in their body and in the way they treat others from stress. You, you may be part of that 73%. Almost three quarters of Americans. Here's, a, here's another one. Over three quarters, 78% say that they see and experience psychological side effects from the stress they experience in life. Y'all, I understand there's a lot to do in this world. I understand every time you go to work, 
you got a lot on your plate. Y'all are like, well, how long is he going to be on that hoverboard? I don't know. I'm having fun as long as I feel like being on it. I understand that when you go to work, there's a lot that you got to worry about. I understand when you come home, there's a lot you got to worry about. I understand when you turn on the news, there's a lot to worry about. Can I just tell you, turn off the news for a little while. Let's have a little bit more fun in life. In fact, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22, I'm going to reference this later too, but it says this, laughter is good medicine. So in my life, if I am seeing physical and psychological negative side effects to stress, maybe, hear me out, it would be good if we laughed a little bit. It would be good if we smiled a little bit. It'd be good if we just had fun in life. And the more responsibility we have, man, the more we focus on what we have to do rather than what we get to do. And I've kind of taken this mentality. It started in June, and I don't know why. I just started this mentality of this. If it don't point me and others away from God and I want to do it and it's fun, I'm going to do it. Are you with me? If it doesn't point me or others away from God, what's the harm? What's the harm? Now that means that I have to stay away from a lot of things that can be very detrimental and very negative and very hurtful. But I get to run into a lot of things that are going to bring me a lot of joy in my life. Because I know y'all think that I float, float and glow and have a halo because I'm a pastor and like this job isn't that stressful. But man, I, I enter a lot of stress. Man, I need to laugh every now and then. And the Bible actually gives us a lot of instructions about having fun in life. And so today we're going to talk for a little while about this idea. Life is a playground. Life is a playground. Let's pray. Lord, I'm on a hoverboard right now. And I'm praying because it's fun. And you don't care that I'm praying on a hoverboard. But God, here's what I know and here's what I love. I love that you love me where I'm at. And so right where we are today, God, I pray that you meet us right here in Columbia and in Florence. And even if we are listening or watching this later in the week, meet us where we're at. Wherever we are, meet us there. And God, teach us something and take us to this place to where we find joy in your word, where we find joy in your existence, where we find joy in your love. God, we love you. And life is a playground because of your love. And we want to live that out. We love you. We honor you. Take us where you want us to go and teach us exactly what you want us to know today. We're honored to be in your presence, Father. In your name we pray. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. High five three people around you real quick and say welcome to Radiate. Welcome to Radiate. Didn't know he'd be on a hoverboard. Welcome to Radiate. Well, there you go, my guy. You know, the Oxford Dictionary defines the word fun. It defines the word fun as this. Light-hearted pleasure, enjoyment, or amusement. Right? It's this boisterous, boisterous. You know what boisterous means? People say I'm boisterous, but they say that because I'm loud and because I'm expressive and honestly a little overdramatic sometimes. You know what I'm saying? They, they, it's boisterous joviality or merrymaking or entertainment. Here's what fun is. Fun is doing something that brings you joy and amusement and laughter and all these things. And here's, like, scientifically, they say that the more fun you have, the more neurons, specifically dopamine, oxytocin, uh, I have no idea how to say this word. I'm going to try it. Noropinephrine. Yeah, norepinephrine, that sounds very scientific. Yep, that too. Um, 
I said it right, you didn't. What is it? Nor norepinephrine. I'm going to mess that up in the next, uh, next experience too. Uh, they say those are released, and here's what they do. They help you focus more. I don't know about you. I could use a little bit more focus in my life some days, right? And they help you focus more. They help you relax more. Anybody want to relax every now and then? Like just chill out. Like I don't have to go to a masseuse all the time. Like I can just relax. Did you know you can relax? You can. Um, fun helps you do that. Relax more. And it actually helps you retain more. It helps you learn faster. That's science. That's not even Bible. That's science. And not too long ago, I was on a phone call with uh, a, a gentleman. Uh, he's like a brother to me, a great friend. His name is Pastor Chuck Barano. He pastors in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He'll be with us here in September uh, speaking to us, and I'm excited for him to be back with us. But I was on the phone with him, and I told him. We were talking about something. I honestly can't remember what we were talking about, but I remember this moment because it, it was a defining moment for me, and it was in May, and we were talking, and I said, you know, Chuck, and we talk about everything. We talk multiple times a day about everything. Stupid things, serious things, theology, not theology, whatever it is. And I just said, you know, Chuck, I've realized something lately. And he was like, what's that? And I said, I used to be a lot more fun than I am now. Does anybody feel like that besides me? I told him, I was like, dude, I used to be so much more fun. I was like, I used to do things randomly. And I said, and I said now listen, I know there's a difference between fun and immature, Right? I used to be very immature, like, I understand that. I'm a male. Males mature a little slower than females. <laughs> There's your excuse, guys. But I was like, I'm not immature, but I just used to be more fun. I just used to laugh more and do more fun things. Now I kind of go to work, and I do what I got to do, and I'm thinking about that all the time, and I come home, and I cook, and I clean, and, if, if, and I try to help my wife do those things because, let's be honest, she does most of that. And, and then I sit down, and I watch sports, and I go to bed, and I wake up the next day, and I do it all over again, you know? And, and, and I got to thinking, I was like, man, if I really want to make my life count, maybe I need to learn to have a little bit more fun again. Maybe I need to learn what fun is. The more time I spend studying God and studying Jesus, here's what, here's what I've realized. Y'all, maybe, can I just give you a thought to think on? Maybe when we come to Christ, we think we have to be a lot more uptight than we really have to be. What if we don't have to be that? What if the joy of God becomes something in our lives? In 1 Timothy Chapter 6, we're going to have some fun in just a second, so go ahead and loosen up a little bit. Like We're going we're to have some fun today. We, this is a different kind of service because we're going to have fun. We're going to have boisterous joviality today. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17, it says this. It says, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches. Yeah, praise God. Tell all the people that have all the things not to be conceited and arrogant in that. And we're good with that, but then there's this. But on God, who richly supplies us, watch this, with all things to enjoy. We want to talk about the people that have what we want. Come on. But the Bible clearly says everything you have, whether it's a lot or a little, whether it's everything you want or it's not, whether there's more to be uh, desired or there's not, the truth is, is he goes, everything you have in your life is to enjoy. 
It's not to be mad about. It's not to desire more. It's, 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 it's to enjoy. And y'all, I've only heard one pastor in my, over, in my 20 years of pastoring, and I've been raised in church, I've heard one pastor, and that was this past summer, which was really ironic. I heard one pastor preach on the idea of having fun with God. Because all we want to talk about, me too, is how serious things are and how we just got to get after it. And we do have to get after it because the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And I agree with every bit of that, but here's what I know. I know that my God wants me to enjoy everything he's given us. Amen? Y'all ready to have some fun today? All right, look at your neighbor and say, we about to have some fun. We about to have some fun. We're going back to our childhood, okay? This takes me back to Skateland, USA, back when I was a, a wee little tot, right? Erica was just hosting up here, and Erica is a skating freak, y'all. She loves to skate. She can't do it very well, but she does it. In, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, y'all stand to your feet with me real quick. We're going back to our childhood. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. We're going to do it. I want to see everybody involved, all right? Because you're going to feel crazy. You're going to feel silly. But we're going to see what it feels like to have some boisterous joviality and amusement. And we're going to laugh and we're going to have a good time. Go ahead and fire up that song today because as soon as you hear it, you're going to know exactly what we're going to do. We're going to do the hokey, stinking pokey this morning. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Right arm. Oh, you guys, y'all don't want to have fun. Come on. Right arm in and you shake it. Oh, yeah. Is it foot? Am I doing it wrong? Oh, I couldn't hear. Come on. Let's go. You put your left foot in. Foot. I'm sorry. Come on. Come on, turn yourself around. Yeah. Y'all are like, what does this have to do with church? We're going to find out. One more. There we go. Come on, come on. Come on, do the hokey pokey. Turn around. They didn't sing it, but we are. Give yourselves a hand. Come on. You had fun. Some of you, that's the most fun thing you've done in a year. You didn't want to do it. Why are we doing the hokey pokey in church? Why not? Why not? You know, the truth is, is I think church, I think, I think it's almost a sin to make church boring anyway. Come on, you know what I'm saying? The gospel's not boring. Church is not boring. We should be excited. We should be able to laugh and have fun. And why did we do that? Because I wanted to give some of you a chance to smile. Some of you a chance to laugh. Some of you a chance to do something outside of what you normally do. And I saw the uncomfortable nature of some of you. And I loved it. I don't do the hokey pokey. Neither do I, but I did today. Because I, I, I just want to talk about having, having fun for a minute. I want to talk about just enjoying each other. I want to talk about like laughing and life being a playground. And there's four quick things that I think the Bible teaches us that we have to understand about having fun in this life. And some of you are going to be like, I don't know what this has to do with anything. I don't understand why God cares if I have fun. Because are you attracted to people that always look miserable in what they talk about? I don't want to be a part of something and go, what if I walked up to you and I was like, hey, I found this really good restaurant. It was really good. Food was okay. It was great. 
It was fun. You ever looked at somebody in a conversation, you want to go, man, you, you're telling me good things, but you should tell your face. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not making fun of people. It's just, te- like, if you're excited, let's inflection and in voice, smile on face, bright eyes. It's just let's have some fun in this thing. And I think God wants us to have fun with him because we get to live in freedom. We get to live in victory. We get to live in his love and in his grace and in his mercy. And that ought to make us really excited. That ought to make us walk through those doors on a Sunday morning and come in here ready to sing a song about how he's defeated the grave and about how he's won the victory. It ought to make us want to sing and jump and clap. And it doesn't matter if we know the song because we believe the message of what it's saying it ought to make me so excited to walk in here and go there's other people they believe the same thing i do let's connect let's do life together let's have fun let's do the hokey pokey because we get to have fun watch this i want to i want to talk about four quick things number one is this god delights god delights God, God is like having fun with everything in this world. In Psalm chapter 149, in verse 4, the beginning says this, it's the first line. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. And then if you flip back to Psalm chapter 18, and, and, and in verse 19, it, it, it gives it its sentiment. It is this, he brought me forth also into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Some of us need to learn to have fun, but before we can have fun, we got to understand that God actually has fun with you. God is proud of you. God delights in you. God enjoys you. God is excited about your life and how you live it. Don't get so caught up trying to earn his delight. Learn to live from his delight because he already delights in you. Like, I, I know sometimes we wake up and feel like we got to make God proud today. Can I tell you, he's proud of you the moment you open your eyes. Come on, somebody. He's proud of you the moment you open your eyes. He's even proud of you the moment you mess up. And he loves you in that moment, but he wants you to come back and understand where it's wrong. But that doesn't mean he doesn't love you. That's just, the Bible also teaches this, that a a, a son loves correction. Loves correction. And if you don't, maybe you're not a son of God. That's what it says in the Bible. And the truth is, is like, he delights, some of you just need to hear this today. God loves you. Just a real simple message. God loves you. I know. You got a laundry list of things that you've done and have been through and that would disqualify you from anything. Do you know how many messages I get on social media or um, email or we get through phone calls? And here is the crux of the question. Would I be welcome in your church? I have a past. Holy cow. Absolutely. 
We all have a past. We all have a problem. We all have issues. We all have idols, which we're talking about in a a few weeks about how to defeat idols. And the truth is we all have those things. Come on, let's do this. Let's work it out together and let's point each other to Jesus. Yes, you're welcome here, but more importantly than being welcomed at Radiate Church, you're welcomed in his presence through the cross in the blood of Jesus. He delights. In you, He doesn't tolerate you. He doesn't put up with you. He delights in you. He delights in your very existence. And, 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 and it is exasperated. It is symbolized. It is exampled through the sacrifice of Jesus that he delights in you so much he never wants to be separated from you for eternity. It's not God that sends people to hell. It's our decision. It's not God that separates us. It's our decisions that we, that, that we make to go to the cross or away from the cross. I need you to know, somebody needs to hear this today. God delights in you. Live from that. So God delights. Number two is this. God actually, this is going to blow you away. God actually created laughter. He created it. I love to laugh. I laugh at dumb things. I laugh at things nobody else will laugh at. I laugh at myself when nobody else laughs. My dad thinks I'm hilarious because I have these dad jokes and all these stupid jokes, and I'll tell him, and he just stands there and stares at me. And I'm crying laughing. And he's like, I'm laughing because you're laughing. The joke is terrible. And I'm like, yeah, but it's hilarious. (laughs) Like, I love to laugh in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 4 says this, there is a time to weep. And there's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn. And there's a time to do the hokey pokey. There's a time to dance. Yes, listen, we're going to weep. And we're going to mourn in this life. But life gets real hard when we don't take the time to laugh and dance sometimes too. Amen? Don't it? There's plenty of things to weep about, isn't there? Plenty of things. There's plenty of things to mourn. That were or that you wish were or would be. Like, there's plenty of that. But man, there's a time to laugh and there's a time to dance. Let's not just take time to weep and mourn, but let's take time to dance. Let's take time to laugh. Let's take time to enjoy things. Watch this Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. I've already referenced it once. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up. The bones. A joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful, laughing, fun, boisterously jovial heart. If you want to ride on a hoverboard, ride on a hoverboard. And I'm, I keep using that, but it's something silly to just go, if you want to, do it. God created laughter. Watch this. It takes 43 muscles in your face to frown. And it only takes 17 to smile. Think about it. You work harder to frown than you do to smile. Wow. Man, let's use the right muscles. Let's work out the right things. Let's just be like, man, you know what? Praise God. Yeah. I got a lot of things to weep about and a lot of things to mourn about, but it is a time to laugh today. It is a time to dance in the spirit today. It is time to understand that, yes, things are difficult, but my God overcomes everything. We can have some fun. Find something wholesome that makes you laugh, and can I just tell you, do it a lot. 
do it a lot. It says that joy or uh, 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 laughter or joy, fun, whatever, is, is good medicine. Joy in life is a choice. It's not an emotion. Happy is an emotion. I don't know anybody that feels happy all the time. But I do know a lot of people that choose joy when they don't feel happy. Are you with me? Joy is a choice, man. Just choose the joy to, to, to enjoy life and treat it as a playground and have that moment. In fact, Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10, write it down, says this, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Maybe, can I give you an idea, a thought, theology thought? Maybe we don't have the strength to go through what we go through because we don't have the joy of the Lord when we're going through nothing. When I don't depend on the joy of the Lord, I'm not going to have the strength I need in this life. That's why I also come to political pressure and ideologies and opinions and ideas and social media and all that because I don't have the strength of the Lord, the joy of the Lord strengthening me to stand strong in who he has created me to be. Laughter is good medicine, y'all. Here's what the Mayo Clinic says. Mayo Clinic says this. I love when science backs up scripture. The Mayo Clinic says this. Laughter helps your heart. Your lungs, your organs get more oxygen. So it makes them actually healthier and work way better. Laughter. On the count of three, I want you to fake laugh. One, two, three. I just invested in your organs. You're welcome. It's that easy. It helps. Like, it does. Laughter decreases the stress hormone that we all talk about that we have. I'm just so stressed right now. I just got so much going on in my life. Yeah, I know, me too, man. It's just tough. I can't sleep at night, and I can't think straight. And my wife, my poor wife, you know, I've blown up on her a couple times this week. My kids, I'm not even present in their life, you know, like when I show up, you know. I'm so stressed out. Laughter, hey, when you're feeling stressed out, let me give you an idea. Just laugh. Look up a video of like a puppy jumping into a pool or something. Look up something that makes you laugh. Find something that makes you laugh that's wholesome and laugh at it a lot when you feel stressed. The Mayo Clinic says scientifically that it decreases the hormone that causes stress in your life. Laugh a little bit. It relaxes your muscles and it actually relieves pain. Laughter relieves pain. It relaxes your muscles. You carry stress up here, laugh. Just laugh. My knee hurts, laugh. My neck's bothering me. Laugh. It also, it also improves your immune system. It literally makes you healthier. It makes it so that you're not going to get as sick as often. It strengthens your immune system, y'all. I got a kid in daycare. I need all the strengthened immune system that I can get. They bring home everything, and then they put it in their mouth with their hand. Ah. Laugh. And it increases... I know this is going to blow you away. Laughter increases your self-confidence and your mood. Makes you happier. Who would have known laughter would make you happier? I love when scripture backs up, or science backs up scripture. Proverbs 17, 22 says it easy, right? It says, hey, laughter, joy is good medicine for the soul. Mayo Clinic goes, hey, laughter, joy is good medicine for your body and for your soul. It might have been that God was on to something in this, right? So we, 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 God delights, God created laughter. Here's another one. We need to learn to worship with gladness. Worship with gladness. Psalm, um, Psalm chapter 100 and verse 1 
through 3 says this. Shout joyfully. Shout joyfully. Man, he's telling us how to worship. What if worship isn't meant to be quiet? What if praise isn't meant to be quiet? What if it's meant to be a little bit of a loud drum with Brittany and her cool kicks up there playing the drums? What, what if it was meant to be with a guitar? What if it was meant to be you getting loud instead of everybody else getting loud for you? Come, come on. He says, shout joyfully. I, I don't know about y'all, but football season's coming up, and I couldn't be happier. I literally subscribed to TV, live TV, for one reason, and one reason alone is football. And when football's over, it's off my TV, gone. Saving that money until it comes back around. That's what I do in my house. And, and the truth is, is when the Gamecocks score their five touchdowns this year, right? No. <laughs> no, when the Gamecocks win the national championship and Clemson goes winless all season. Just playing, y'all. Just playing. Laugh a little. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm going to shout joyfully. I'm going to be like, yeah! Spencer Rattler, touchdown, let's go! You know what I'm saying? When Clemson scores, you're going to do the same thing. When your team scores or whatever, you're gonna, if you love sports, that's what you're going to do. When you get that advance from work, it's going to be like, yeah, let's go. When you get that promotion, come on. But when it comes to God, it's like, oh, I can't. I just got to, oh. <laughs> Listen, shout joyfully, man. And, and I'm not picking on anybody's style of worship. I get it. But the truth is, is, man, we need to be a little bit more excited about the victory of Jesus than the victory of football. You know what I'm saying? And I love some football. It's the old preacher illustration every time. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We shout joyfully not just to make a scene and not just to have an atmosphere. Not just to, we do it because we are his people. Because he is our shepherd, because there is honey in the rock, and because every victory has come through him, and because we do get to run out of the grave because he ran out of the grave. We shout joyfully because of who he is, not because of what we're trying to do. Worship is a joyful expression of gratitude. What you worship, you put up here, and you put the most attention and effort into. Some of you... Again, we're, we're going into a series in a few weeks about idols, and that's a lot of what that's about. And the truth is, you got to hear me, is some of us worship the wrong things. We're having fun with the wrong things, and we have time, Pastor. And do we? Life is a playground, but I should honor God with the playground. Worship is a, an, an external, joyful expression of gratitude to God. And he says that uh, to give with a joyful heart. He even says in the Bible that when you give, God loves a joyful giver. I've, I've written checks in my life, and God's asked me to write, and I wasn't very joyful about it. No, 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 let me tell you that. I was, wasn't very happy about it. I was like, I know what this one's going to do to my paycheck, my, my bank account. Not happy, but God, God told me to give this person $1,000, or this person's going on a missions trip, and God told me to fund this one, and give to my church, and God told me to give over and above my tithe this month, and God, I'm struggling, and God's like, I don't care. You don't have to be happy, but you need to be joyful, and every time, I really do, I pray, and I go, God, let me have the 
attitude and the mentality of, of joy. He even says it that way. My friend says it like this, that church should be a pep rally for what God has done and will do. Church should be a pep rally. What? It's like, it's like we should come in here. And we should clap and shout and worship and, like, connect with each other and have fun and, God forbid, laugh every now and then and enjoy worship and engage in the word and have this pep rally so that when we walk out of here, we don't walk out of here after hearing a message. We walk out of here to go take what we just heard and live it out and change the world. It is a pep rally. This should be the most exciting, amazing place in the world. Amazon should not be more exciting than Radiate Church. You know what I'm saying? These places should not be more exciting. Nowhere else should be more exciting than the house of God. It's the house of God. It's the house of the creator. It's the house of the father. And that's why we do what we do. And here's the last thought. John chapter 10 in verse 10 tells me that Jesus is talking. And Jesus says, listen, the enemy comes. And when the enemy comes, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he says this, when I come. I come to bring life, and life to the what? Fullest. Y'all, I don't know how much of the New Testament you've read. If it's not a lot, I really encourage you to go read it. I encourage you to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. It's the life of Jesus. It's the ministry of Jesus. And there's some things in there where you're like, holy cow, that guy was intense. But you can't, you can't tell me that man walked around with 12 other men in a wilderness and they didn't have fun. You ever been around two or three guys hanging out? We're going to make jokes. And we're going to laugh. And we're going to do things. Like, it's just what we do. And if you read the New Testament, you can see little moments where, where it's like Jesus' fun attitude comes, comes in. I mean, think about it. His first miracle was turning water into wine at a wedding. And y'all, they didn't just go to a wedding and go, they said, I do. Yay! Here's some sparklers. We're going home. No. When they went to a wedding, y'all, it was a days, sometimes weeks-long celebration. I mean, party. You've never been to a party like this. I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm being for real. Go look up the, uh, the historic, contextual, like, celebration of a wedding. Y'all, it lasted days, and there was a lot of wine involved, and there was a lot of music involved, and there was a lot of laughter involved. Now, I'm not telling you to involve a lot of wine, because he even says... Stay away from drunkenness. But hear what I'm telling you. You can't tell me Jesus is over there in a, in a corner at a wedding celebration like this. And when they run out of wine, he's like, no, I ain't making you no more wine. He literally took water and made it wine. Watch this. It even says it's choice wine. Y'all, Jesus was fun. I'm not saying that you can work out your own theology on that. But living your life to the fullest is a life of enjoyment with what we have. With what we've got. Jesus walked around with 12 guys. And, and there was two of them. James and his brother John. And they were in this village in Samaria. And they weren't uh, responding to the gospel the way that James and John thought that they should. And so James and John looked at Jesus. I love this. And they said, you should call down uh, lightning from heaven. Fall, call down fire from heaven. Take them all out. They won't respond. Just get rid of them, Jesus. And... and and it's like in this moment, it was from that moment that Jesus started calling James and John the sons of thunder. Do you get what he did? You want me to call down lightning from heaven? What does lightning create? I think it's just an idea of his personality in a way. 
Like, all right, slow down, sons of thunder, chill out. His sarcasm almost, you know? Like, I know theologically, like, your theologians aren't going to point that out. But it's just, I think it's just an idea of his personality. I think Jesus was fun. I think he had fun with what he did. I think he enjoyed what he did. And, and, and here's the truth, y'all. Life is serious, and life is a vapor, and the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few, and life is a journey, and it's all these things, and there's a time to weep, and there's a time to mourn, and there's all those things, and I will not deny any of that. But here's what I will tell you. Life is a journey, but let's enjoy it. Life's a playground. Have fun with the people that you get to do life. Have fun with your church. Have fun at work. Have fun with Jesus. Bring God into everything. Be like, God, man, I don't know why I want to do this, but if it doesn't point me away from you, do you really care? And I guarantee you God's going to be like, I could not care less. Like Sometimes we're in such a hurry, we can't just laugh. In fact, watch this. Psalm chapter 19 and verse 1 says this. The heavens are telling of the glory of God. And their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. Wow. The heavens and the earth. Everything that we experience today is screaming God's glory. Screaming it. Look at the trees on your way home today. They are screaming God's glory. The blue skies, they are screaming God's glory. The hummingbirds that come to the flowers of your hummingbird. They're screaming God's glory. Man, wouldn't it be something that if God delights in everything that he created, wouldn't you enjoy it when your kids or your family and you gave them something and they start to enjoy it? Doesn't that make you happy? I think it would make God happy to go, God, I enjoy the life I've got. So, man, I just wanted to talk today for just a few minutes about the fact that maybe, just maybe, We need to laugh a little bit more. We need to enjoy this life a little bit. Maybe we can worship a little bit looser because we know God delights in us. He created laughter. Jesus is fun. And we get to enjoy everything in this life. And I will worship with gladness because of that. And I just want you to walk out of here. And I'm here's what, y'all, in my mind, it it was this. There's so much in life to be stressed about. And everybody wants us to just be on edge all the time right now. No, be different. Just go, you know what? God's got this thing. I'm not overly concerned about it. I know who conquered death, hell, and the grave. I know that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father and he's praying for me in the moment, in this moment, in this difficulty. I understand that. And so I'm going to just enjoy life. Life's a playground and I'm going to enjoy life. I'm not pushing you further away from Jesus. I'm not going to push me further away from Jesus. In fact, I'm going to draw closer to him and I'm just going to have fun doing it. I think we just need to have more fun. Amen? So I just want to pray with you real quick today that we would live this out and that God would do this. And you know one of the most fun things that we can do, one of the most fun things we can do is serve others. And, and, and we've got a serve Saturday coming up in a couple of weeks. And I would love for you to consider, really consider, signing up to be a part of Serve Saturday. Here's all you got to do. Just text the word serve to 803-205-2487 or scan that QR code on the screen. But the truth is, y'all, is serving others helps us enjoy life. Because it helps us connect with others. It helps us go, maybe this ain't so bad. Maybe, maybe, 
Maybe it's not so bad what I've got. Maybe it's not so bad what they've got. We can serve others. I'd love for you to join us on that Serve Saturday and just help serve others with joy, with gladness, and with laughter. Come on, let's pray together. God, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. You are so good. So good. And God, we do get to worship with gladness today because we do, we do get to run out of that grave. God, we do get to enjoy life because you created it for us. And God, creation, all of creation is screaming your glory. Let us do the same. Let us worship with more passion. Let us enjoy our life and our spouse and our kids and our job and everything we get to do. Let's laugh a little bit more and just enjoy what you've created for us. God, we love you. We honor you. In your name we pray. Come on, somebody make some noise. Amen. Amen.